Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Did you hear about the cat who thought she was a crow? She kept saying, paw, paw. <laughs> what do you call a muddy chicken that crosses the road twice? A dirty double crosser. <laughs> why did the cat cross the road? Who knows why a cat does anything, honestly? What's more amazing than a talking dog? A spelling bee. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was, was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. So I'm paging Dr. Steve. From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medicine practitioner that gives me street cred with the wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And my partner in all things, Tacey. Hello, Tacey. Hello. And my work partner in all things, DNP Carissa. Hello, DNP Carissa. Hello. This is a show for people who had never listened to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question, you're in Paris to take your regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call. 
347-766-4323. That's 347-POO-HID. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at drscottwm. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your health care provider. All right, very good. Please don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. That's stuff.drsteve.com for all your Amazon needs. You just click through to Amazon or scroll down and look at everything that we've got on there, including the Womanizer. Uh, which is, uh, you know, a good Father's Day present because Dad can, you know, give Mom a hand with that. Uh, also, check out ed.drsteve.com for the Phoenix Acoustic Wave uh, Erectile Dysfunction Treatment. Uh, thousands of dollars less than doing it in a med spa and you don't have a stranger holding on to your junk. Uh, you can do it your damn self. So check out ed.drsteve.com. Check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. And uh, check out uh, patreon.com slash weirdmedicine, where Tacey and I do a show. And uh, I'm going to start doing live streams. I know I've said that. I'm really going to do it mm-hmm. now that, well, okay, because our kid just, fi- last kid graduated from high school. He's going to be out of the house. And we're going to have more time to do stuff because we have been busy AF over the last <laughs> month just trying to get all this stuff done. And then uh, if you want me to say uh, fluid to your, for your, to your daddy, uh, you know, for Father's Day, uh, go to cameo.com slash weird medicine. I'll say anything you damn well want me to say within reason, of course. I think I've only rejected one and that one I got them to sort of modify their request. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, cameo.com slash weird medicine. All right, very good. <clears throat> Thank you uh, for being here. Don't forget Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net, simplyherbals.net. Best CBD nasal spray in the country, I think. Oh, yeah. uh, I think it might be the only CBD nasal spray in yes. the country. But... I think it is too. All right, very good. So, Tacey, you have some topics for us today? Well, of course I do. Well, then let's just get right into it. Of course. It's Tacey's Time of Topics, a time for Tacey to discuss topics of the day. Not well, to be confused hello, with Topic Time with Harrison Young, <laughs> which is copyrighted by Harrison Young and Area 58 Public Access. And now, here's Tacey. Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> Jumping the gun a little bit. <laughs> It's all right. I need to shorten that anyway. It's a little long. Um, Number one, the FDA finalizes new risk-based rules for blood donors, creating a path for more gay donors. Okay. They will now ask all donors the same set of questions regardless of their sexual orientation. Yeah. So now more gay and bisexual men can donate blood. The new rule is the new sec- if you have a new sex partner more than one in the last three months and anal sex in the past three months, we defer donations to decrease new HIV-infected donors. Really? Because at that stage, it can't be detected by lab tests. Right. If you take meds to treat or prevent HIV, you would be deferred from donation <laughs> also. Sure. Before all men who had sex with men faced lifetime bans on donation. CNN. Huh. Yeah, we need more blood donors. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many more blood donors that's going to give you because if if you are a gay man, you're probably active in some way. But anyway, I guess it's a step. Well, now say that again. If you are 
a gay I mean people are sexually active so if right. you're gay or straight you're probably well, unless they're sexual. married yeah right. yeah unless they're married yeah it just says the FDA uh, their final guidance is based on data that shows the best protection against diseases it's not just HIV we got hepatitis C we got all kinds of other stuff is through testing of blood donation mm-hmm. and uniform screening process for each donor so good yeah yeah we shouldn't be just <clears throat> singling people out um, just because of their, you know, who they're having intercourse with, we can screen everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, but yeah, for the longest time, they wouldn't let people have uh, donate blood if they had acupuncture. Oh, is that right? Yeah, for God's sakes. You used to drive me well, I didn't crazy. know that. Yes. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I can't They'd... donate because of my tattoos. Well, what? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. If you have a it's tattoo, a... you cannot donate which, which, for a which, certain which, period of time. Yeah, which oh, brings, it, which time brings up a is. point. What are the restrictions on people donating blood if they've had trigger point injections? Yeah. Or of or or a you know some kind of vaccine? You know, it drives oh, uh, me crazy. It's ignorant. <clears throat> my needles are the. Wow! Super it says deep. your ability to donate blood if you have a tattoo will depend on how recently you got your last tattoo. Yep. Mm-hmm. In 2020, the FDA ruled you need to wait at least three months before giving blood. I was gonna say I was thinking it was like the same time frame <laughs> as what you were saying there for that. So. Wow. Wow. You may not be able to donate if your ink is less than three months old. Uh, uncommon and unclean tattoo needle can carry a number of bloodborne viruses such as hepatitis B, hepatitis C, or HIV. And people with new tattoos traditionally were advised to wait a year before giving blood. But then That's they changed sad. it. Because I have good blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what was the other? What, what's, your, what's your blood type? Oneg. Oneg. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. How about you, Dr. Scott? You know what yours is? O. O, o positive. Yep. Tacy? I don't know. I was going to ask you what Well, you're, ne- you're RH negative because well, you had to get yes. Rogam after each kid. I'm RH. I'm O positive. So you're something negative. I don't know if it was O or A, A, B or whatever. But so <clears throat> for Tacy has the same thing that Anne Boleyn had. Mm. So Anne Boleyn um, was RH negative. Henry VIII was RH positive. They didn't know these things back then. So her first child was totally normal uh, because the mixing of blood happens during birth. Then she developed antibodies against uh, RH negative uh, kids or, you know, an RH negative fetus. And all the rest of her children were born, stillborn, with the, uh, you know, the dropsy or whatever. So... Uh, high drops. So uh, that, and for that, she got her head cut off. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Eventually, as he uh, decided that he wanted to uh, have intercourse with someone else to produce a male heir. Hmm. The interesting thing is that the one male heir that he had died at a young age, and his firstborn by Anne Boleyn actually became queen, and she was Queen Elizabeth I. Well, oh, what about so, that? There you go. How about that? I'll give myself a bell. For give that. thyself a bell. There you go. <laughs> Topic uh, number two. Very good. A peanut allergy patch is making headway in trials with toddlers. It's experimental, but showing some promise. It's called Viaskin and tested on kids one to three for late stage trial. It showed that the patch helped kids whose bodies couldn't tolerate even a small piece of peanut safely. 
New England Journal of Medicine. 2.5% of kids have this. Um, peanuts trigger everything from hives, weaving, wheezing, and airway obstruction. About 20% outgrow the allergy over time, but the rest continue to have it and need to carry an EpiPen. Yeah. You can find peanut allergens in candies, dipping sauces, out. Oh, and then it says allergies. I don't know why. The only treatment is a peanut powder that protects against a severe reaction in kids over four years old. It's called Palforia and consumed daily by kids 4 to 17 to keep up their protection. Hmm. New patch trial includes 362 toddlers. The patch was equivalent of one in a thousandth of a, one peanut. One one thousandth of one peanut. Right. 118 get placebo. Um for a year before screening, screening after a year, two thirds of the kids met the one uh, primary endpoint. They could safely eat equivalent to three or four nuts. Severely Still sensitive. Still, that's it though. Just yeah, three well, or four. Well, that's what it says. Severely sensitive could tolerate one peanut. Hmm. Reactions at application site include swelling, itching, and redness. Anaphylaxis occurred in 7.8%, and those parents pulled the kids from the study, of course. Study limitations um, are young kids with severe history were excluded due to the safety and lack of racial diversity. Peanut allergy can be decreased if introduced to diet four to six months of age. Yeah. So, yeah, one of the thing you know, when I was a kid, we never heard of peanut allergy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a thing. Right. But it's a thing now. You get on an airplane, someone's got a peanut allergy. They can't hand out peanuts and mm-hmm. they can't you can't eat candy that's got peanuts in it and stuff like that. So you look at this and you say, Well shit, all they you know, what have we accomplished? They could eat one or two peanuts. Well they so, don't die. Right. Exactly. The thing is is that <laughs> Yes. In the past, they get exposed to peanut dust in the air, and they could get anaphylaxis. Now, right. they still can't actually eat peanut butter, but at least if they someone else is eating them, they're not going to get anaphylaxis mm-hmm. and die. So you don't think they had peanut allergies when, when you were a kid, or do you think that it just wasn't reported so much? I think that we have narrowed, the- we've narrowed what we give kids to the point that uh, some of this stuff came up because they just weren't exposed to peanuts. Right, right. That's a, it's one hypothesis. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Now, uh, Carissa, you have experienced anaphylaxis. I have. You want to talk about what anaphylaxis is? Because um, it sucks. It does. It does suck. And I think I've talked about my experience before. But um, Well, you talked about what caused it, but what, 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 what does it feel like when you're someone that has anaphylaxis? Death. Yeah. Doom, impending doom. Um, I mean, mine always started oddly with eye twitching and then um, tech- high heart rate, and then my airway would close off and I couldn't breathe, and I would have to use my EpiPen. Yeah. I always had refractory anaphylaxis every time. So, four hours after my initial episode, I would do the same thing where my airway would try to close and I would require Epi again. Wow. So just the two times? Hmm? I mean, twice, and then, it, and then you were and okay. Then, and then I was always in the hospital getting steroids, mm-hmm. IV steroids and... Antihistamines. Benadryl, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what caused yours? Hormones. Oh, gotcha. Artificial hormones, birth control. I cannot take it. Gotcha. 
cannot take any form of artificial hormones. And <laughs> I was actually one of those people that anaphylacted to peanuts. And I'll never forget when I had to go on an airplane, I was so embarrassed because they had to let me get on the plane first to specially clean my seat, even though they had taken care of it, which was really nice of them, like mm -hmm. in retrospect. But like, I just felt awkward. Like, I got upgraded to a nicer seat. I cleaned my seat. They couldn't serve any of the normal things. <laughs> the person sitting next to me, like, had their own snacks and the air, like the, what are they called? Steward. Flight attendant. Yeah, there you go. St um, stewardess. No, it's flight attendant. No. <laughs> That's not politically incorrect, is it? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, I don't like to be called. Well, if I've offended any. <laughs> but anyway, they basically had to tell everyone around me, like, if you have your own food, you can't eat it. Like, oh, so God. I just felt really awkward. Yeah. But it was also nice because I knew I wasn't going to be exposed and yeah. die. But so. you can eat peanuts now. I can eat anything now. I have no food allergies. Interesting. Now, when what about these? My quote list was like 30. Yeah. What about these quote unquote bioidentical hormones? Are don't you, know. yeah, yeah, you don't have the you don't want to try it. Mm -mm. Yeah, okay, I don't blame you. Well, and like... Because it any, may not be artificial hormones. Yeah, and anything... Um, like I was looking into an IUD at one point, and or you know, any of them have my, minimal amounts of hormones and right. or copper, and I'm allergic to copper. Oh. Well, so I'm just fucked. You're just a mess. I'm just a mess. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just abstinent, so it's there fine. <laughs> Everything's just fine. It's just fine. Everything. Well, I remember when I first met you, you were carrying around little Tupperware things with little bits of food in it yes, that you could eat. Because I couldn't literally eat nothing. I was allergic to like garlic and onion and pepper, mm. like season, anything that touched my body aside from plain ass chicken and rice. That was the only thing I could eat. Lettuce. Lettuce. Yeah. Well. For like three years. You had the honeymooner salad all the time? Apparently. Lettuce alone with no dressing. Oh, there you go. There's your dad joke. Oh, <laughs> oh my word. Okay. All right, what you got, Taze? Okay, topic number three, and this will all be over soon. Just bear with me. No, you're fine. How to protect yourself from Lyme disease. This came from CBS News. Okay. Um, ticks are out earlier and I staying would say, longer. Don't get bit by a tick. How yes, that? that's pretty much the uh, gist. Okay, next. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, 476,000 diagnosed with Lyme disease each year. Tick bites look like tiny, itchy bumps on the skin. Symptoms happen three to 30 days after a bite. Um, Bullseye-shaped bumps, rashes common at least two in or so across. I don't know. Two inches. Oh, yeah. Often it doesn't hurt or itch. Symptoms, uh, when I get, after a while, I just write like you wouldn't believe. Why don't you just print out stuff? Oh, shut up. Symptoms are <laughs> headache, fatigue, muscle aches, joint aches, stiffness, chills, fever, swollen lymph nodes, early um, prescriptions with antibiotics help recover rapidly and completely without pres prescription. Illness gets worse. Oh, and here is a list. Steve, you love these lists that mm -hmm. I made. Ticks live in grassy wooded areas or on animals. Oh, you shit. should wear long-sleeved clothing. <laughs> Consider an insect repellent, preferably one with DEET. Pre-treat your clothing, gardening shoes, or hiking gear. 
using products with 0.5% permethrin. Permethrin. Which protects their. (laughs) Which protects through several washings. Okay. Take a shower when you get home. Do a tick check. Hmm. Killing a tick. Put your clothes in the dryer for 10 minutes. That's enough. Um, if it's not if it's on your skin. Well, you you can't get. I mean, duh. <laughs> unless you go to one of those commercial dryer places. Oh, you could just climb in. Just climb in. <laughs> <laughs> Re- removing a tick, you take a fine point tweezer and pull straight up. Then clean the bot with alcohol, soap, or water. Yeah, and, I, and then my, you suck it, suck the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. Like and then light that bitch on fire. <laughs> I have. Um, <laughs> they ha- that tick has to be on your skin for about twenty four hours before you're actually at risk for Lyme mm-hmm. disease. So <laughs> that's the thing. So that catch I mean, that's early, good. Right? If you yeah. just went out, and you catch it early, you should be okay. Now the rash itself is called erythema chronica migrans. And uh, it really looks like a bullseye. And it expands and it gets lacier and lacier and lacier. And it is kind of fine, but it's unmistakable when you see it. And uh, go ahead. It says never crush a tick with your fingers. Put it in alcohol or flush it or like Carissa says, light that bitch on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And that concludes today's... Time of topics. There is a uh, thank you, Tennessee. Good stuff, Dave. Right, very good. What about Here the effects go. after Lyme disease? Mm. Yeah, well, okay. The article so did not go into that. There are uh, Lyme disease is like syphilis. It has a, a primary phase where you have a rash, and syphilis you get a chancre, which is a papule that divides and divides and divides again, then it goes away. Then you have a latent period. And then you have this tertiary, the third stage is when it comes back like a MFR. And in uh, syphilis, you know, it can cause tabes dorsalis, which is neuro, neurologic changes, it can make you cr- go crazy and stuff like that, it can make the cartilage in your nose fall off, those kinds of things. And in Lyme disease, it can cause uh, joint disorder. Arthritis. Yeah, arthritis and heart, you know, uh, anything with cartilage in the valves of the heart is you know, basically cartilage, so cartilaginous type material, it can affect those as well. So you want to get it treated. Um, And there is this other thing called southern tick-associated rash illness. It looks very uh, much like erythema chronica migrans, but it develops more quickly. It's smaller, and... uh, the, they don't know what's causing it yet, but if the, you take antibiotics, it goes away quickly. And fortunately, the antibiotic is the same. So if you don't know if it's Lyme disease or southern tick-associated rash illness, fuck it. You put on, you go on doxycycline, and you're you're good to go. If it's a kid less than eight, you don't want to put them on doxycycline because it'll goof up their teeth and mm-hmm. give them these brown. Right teeth. Well, I had a classmate of mine. She was gorgeous, but she had these brown teeth from being put on, uh, um, you know, uh, tetracycline when she was a kid. Well, But now, of course, we have cosmetic dentistry. You can get that fixed. But anyway, you give little kids amoxicillin. So there you mm-hmm. go. Uh, yeah, I've seen it a couple of times, particularly when I was in Vermont. I saw it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I had one that had had um, let it go so far that they had to have um, IV rocephin 
septriaxone daily for a month. Oh, dang. That was the treatment back then. My stepdad had Lyme disease. Really? And I want to say he was on Doxy for like an extended period. Yeah, it may have been. If if you catch it early, it doesn't have to be so long. Mm -hmm. Hmm. But uh, the bacterium that causes it is is a spirochete. It looks... It's, uh, if I remember correctly, a Borrelia species. It looks a lot like syphilis, so they're very similar. That's interesting that they have similar syndromes. Weird. Anyway. Hmm. All right. How about that? Got anything? And that's it, Taze? Isn't that enough? Yeah, it's plenty. Fabulous. I need to have an outro (laughs) for you, too, and I'm going to shorten that intro. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, um, now, oh, DNP Chris, you had something interesting. I did. And then we've got a bunch of questions to do. Well, um, we can just do questions. No, 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 no. I didn't have time to, like, really research this. I just started thinking about it this morning, um, why some of us like it hot when it comes to food. Yes. And spicy food. Yes. Um, I love spicy food. So do I, but we don't actually taste it. It's really just a reaction. We don't have a taste bud for spicy. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, we have... What are the, what are the taste buds? There's five of them. Salt. Sweet. Sweet. Sour. Bitter. Bitter savory. and umami. Umami. Yeah. Or savory. That's the, that's, the, that's the secret spice. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to laugh right into there. That's okay. Um, and humans are so. This morning, I just started researching this a little more, but I found that humans are the only animal that enjoy Tabasco sauce, um, and mammals that share the same receptors as humans. Um, there are some mammals, sorry, that share the same receptors, and they avoid hot peppers. Yeah, they're, they're like, this. Sh- it's telling you this shit's not good for you. <laughs> right, and it's basically <laughs> suggestive that there's a thrill with eating spicy, sort of like riding a thrill ride where your brain, yourself, you know that you're going to be okay, but in the moment you think Ooh. you're in trouble. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so I found several articles. I did not get to read them all, but I have links to all probably of them. Probably releases so dopamine too into the brain, right? So yeah. you get some pleasure out of that. Um, one article that I just skimmed over briefly was that the liking or disliking of spicy foods is not solely determined by an individual's sensitivity to capsaicin, but personality factors exist that influence the response. To the initial aversive burning or stinging sensation. What about cultural stuff, though, too? Like if you have some countries where their national cuisine tends right. to be really spicy. And I found several articles that were culturally based, and I have not read them. Okay. So I don't <laughs> That's fine. know. Um, but there is a lot of research out there, and several of them also compared, like, a spicy culture to a non-spicy culture or a bland, more bland diet. Yeah. So I'd be interested to know. Um, well, you know what's crazy? I ate at the um, Panda House mm-hmm. for lunch the other day, and they had um, a general so so called so <laughs> general so called <laughs> um, tofu. Uh, tofu. Okay. And she said, "Oh, it's spicy." And I'm like, "I like spicy." I thought, you know. Like normal American, you know, Sino-American uh, uh, <laughs> restaurants, because you know, <clears throat> the stuff we eat here is not Chinese food. No. It is as American as apple pie. It was developed here by Chinese immigrants, particularly in the West, uh, when they were building the um, railroad and all that stuff. And so, uh, you know, it's it's modified for the American palate. But I mean. 
a lot of people in China, from my understanding, would be horrified to see the shit that we eat. Because <laughs> to them, um, you know, meat is a condiment, you know, rice and vegetable would be typical. And then, you know, you throw in a little bit of protein as a condiment. But the um, uh, uh, I, so I got this stuff and it lit me up. I'm going to tell you, oh, boy, there was a lot of capsaicin in it. And um, my my eyes were watering, and my nose started running. I started sneezing. I couldn't talk. I was like this, and I'm, I ate every bit of it. Never stopped. It was like this is so fucking good. How but fun. my body was telling me stop, yeah. stop, stop. Not healthy. <laughs> yeah. Not healthy. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Mm. I love spicy food. I do too. But apparently, it's just like a torture. Well, um, uh, DNP Chris, I don't know if I don't think I've ever told you this story. Uh, back in uh, you know in a previous occasion or incarnation, I was living in another town, and I had a got I had gone to the local garden store and bought one four pack of every single different pepper that they had. And so I knew some of them were going to be hot, some of them were bell peppers. Why? Well, I was working out in the garden, and I saw this little green bell pepper-looking thing. And I went, "Well, that looks good." You know, I'm hungry, I'm a little thirsty. I think that you know, it just looked appetizing. Oh, no. I popped the whole thing in my mouth, oh. and immediately realized I'd made a huge mistake. Oh. It, uh, it was a Scotch bonnet, oh. and uh, when they're green, they're still hot as fuck. Oh, I bet. And I um, couldn't breathe. I mean, it was so hot. Oh, my God. And, of course, I spit it out. And I did the worst thing you could do is I tried to drink water Mm -hmm. and just made it absolutely worse because, you know, it's Mm oil-based. And um, I I really thought I was going to die. I thought I had killed myself. Oh, no. Adrenaline. Yep. And then, uh, of course, it just went away and I was fine. But... Uh, yeah, be careful. If, if you're going to plant peppers, at least put the little stickers on there so you know what the hell they are. <laughs> or don't. Stupid. It's like a fun thrill ride. Yeah, or just have <laughs> just you know <laughs> pepper roulette. Oh, no, that's a terrible idea. That's Dr. Steve saying that, everybody. Dr. Steve. Now, yeah, don't do I'm that. I'm growing ghost peppers this year. <laughs> oh, are you? Yes, because I want to make uh, ghost pepper hot sauce because, you know, I got into fermentation last oh. year. If you want to make Tabasco sauce, turns out you have to ferment the shit. Oh, wow. So I had to buy all this fermenting stuff, yeah. and uh, and I fermented it and uh, in 3% brine, and then you put it through a food mill and then add 40% uh, apple cider vinegar to it, and then I pasteurized it okay. <clears throat> so that it wouldn't continue to ferment. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tacey, what, what's your review of that hot sauce? The hot sauce was excellent. It's this hot sauce radio now. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, hot, that's okay. Hot, delicious. Hot, hot talk. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah Pete Chris, talk. you've had it. Did yes. I give you oh, a yes, bottle yes, of it? Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. My bottle's already almost gone. Now I like, yeah. the, I like, I like <laughs> the kombucha. Ours is all better. gone. Yeah. So <laughs> then that led into making kombucha yeah, and all that kind of fabulous. stuff. fabulous. Mm. Anyway. Right. So yeah. spiciness is not a taste, but rather a reaction generated by what nerve? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I just set Say you all now? up for Say a again? bell. What now? Say it again. <laughs> what was the question? Don't you don't listen? <laughs> don't oh, pay attention. Well, they, um, hmm. Spiciness say. is not a taste, but yes. rather reaction generated by what nerve? I'm just going to say Vegas because Hy- that's the only nerve I know. Hypoglossal nerve. Hypoglossal. No, the fifth nerve. Phrenic. What nerve? What is it? 
Tell us. Try Geminal. Ah. Oh. Okay. Well, there's oh, no oh. shot in hell I would have ever gotten. <laughs> Never even heard that word. Yeah. Okay. That's... Facial nervous motor. Yeah. Yeah. Have to, yes. Of course. Yeah, have yeah. to be Try Geminal. All right. Let's yeah, answer questions. Good. Come on. Good job. Huh. All right. Okay. 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 Yeah. Tacey's now. Tacey's mad because you asked Uh-oh. questions she didn't get. So. <laughs> no, <one laughs> Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. I'm just projecting, projecting Tacey. I should have gotten that. That's yeah, you should have. I really should Honestly, have. <laughs> either one of you actually. Yeah. No, yeah I, I'm yeah. kind of disappointed. I, well, but I am too. Glossy, to be honest just with you. Yeah. Makes no, more sense that, for it to... well, That's just the motor for the tongue, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. Of course, the sensory is trigeminal. Mm. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Come on, guys. Go. It's Saturday. Go. I have the uh, type of question that you used to answer on your show before Thank you. all this COVID bullshit. Thank you. Um, my question is, why, after I whack off, do I feel completely depressed and feel like I'm an absolute waste of a human being? Um, did I jizz out all of my serotonin or something? Uh, do you know anything about that? Uh, thank you for your... Uh, for your time, uh, please answer this on the podcast. That's okay, what I listen to. you got Thanks. it, buddy. Yeah, <clears throat> this. Uh, do you guys know what it is? Shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a loser, baby. So I don't. No, kill this me. I'm not guessing it, and I know it's not the hypoglossal nerve, <laughs> right? No, it is called. Uh, postcoital dysphoria. Ooh, that's a terrible. That's a terrible thing. thing. Yeah, and postcoital dysphoria basically is um, uh, no one really knows what it, what causes it. It may be a decrease, a rapid decrease in um, uh, uh, oxytocin after that initial rush of oxytocin. You know, that's sort of the the trust. Nur- or Feel trust good. hormone. Yeah. That's no matter who you're having intercourse with. If you have an orgasm, you will love them a little bit just for a second until it goes away, and then you go, "Oh my God, what the fuck did I just do?" And then, <laughs> right, and then uh, you get the hell out of there, and then you leave your four hundred bucks on the table. So uh, that's <laughs> that's wow, basically that's where this comes that's from. Yeah, that's what's that. That's, What's that's, going on, Steve? <laughs> Steve Steve's up. going to the to, to the highfalutin side of town. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking fifty bucks, but you know. <laughs> so, but that's where that that's where that uh, I think comes from. Nobody really knows, but it is called postcoital dysphoria. I wonder if any of it's related to trauma. Yes. So one of the hypotheses is that there's early trauma that was you know sexually um, uh, related. Or that someone uh, related in their own head, uh, and or um, shame. I mean, I could see shame yeah. playing a part. Well, in that. and then yes, shame, shame type trauma when you're a kid, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. You know, <laughs> sh- uh, shame for taking pleasure in things. So uh, you can go to a sex therapist for this, but there are some things that you can try. Okay. If you just feel like crap afterward, take a ice cube and hold it in your hand and concentrate on how it feels. Mm-hmm. And that a lot of times will break that sort of um, uh, postcoital shame reaction. Of course, it's you know, so you're having intercourse with someone, you have this, you have you know ice water next to the table, and then you just get up and you hold your uh, ice cube in your hand and just concentrate on the feeling, concentrate on how it. Uh, it feels in your hand uh, the mechanism of cold being transmitted from the ice cube to your hand. And when you change your, when your mind starts focusing on something else, it goes away. A little CBT. Yes, exactly, Dr. Scott. A uh, little cognitive behavioral therapy. 
Um, so I'm looking at an article here, DNP Chris. I'm going to give you a bell. For oh, give thyself a bell. Um, oh, for goodness. I don't want her on the show anymore. Says, All she's going to do is get no, bells. Me it says having a history of childhood sexual abuse might make you more at risk for um, postcoital dysphoria. Sexual abuse from a young age or in your adult years can cause these symptoms. Physical and emotional abuse may also put you at risk. You know, again, if you have sort of a shame response. In the past, anxiety, uh, resentment, or postnatal depression. So it's not just limited to men. Uh, you know, uh, intimacy, not a factor in postcoital uh, dysphoria. There's no correlation between the two. And um, But if you experience anxiety, depression, and again, childhood or adult trauma, uh, you have a higher chance of having it. So, so I wonder also if you could look into that further of the opposite. Could you have childhood trauma, adult trauma, et cetera, and do the complete just opposite and not have? Yeah, and just be a complete sex addict. You yeah. Mean? yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah, it's the v- natural variation in humans. We can go a lot of different ways. So, yeah, right. 400 bucks a pop. Right? Yeah. Damn. I'm in the wrong profession, oh, yeah, apparently. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Yes, Dr. Steve. Yeah. Quick question. Been too embarrassed to ask my, uh, any of my docs about it, but I'm on Adderall. I'm 50 years old. Been on Adderall a couple of years. Uh, they diagnosed me uh, through the VA. Anyway, 35 milligrams. Uh, uh, extended release in the morning and uh, 30, 30-milligram, 30 35-milligram quick release in the afternoon. But the question I had was uh, spontaneous ejaculation from the medication. I've been kind of embarrassed to ask about it, but okay. I've noticed when I do take it that uh, well, you I'll... Ca- you called the right place, by the way. <laughs> if you're embar- <laughs> too embarrassed to take it to your regular medical provider, call us. Ejaculate, just feel like I have to urinate, and sometimes semen comes out. Oh, okay. And that's I just wanted to ask about that. Uh, let's try to look it up. There's really not too much documentation on it, but nope. uh, I just okay. So uh, he's not really ejaculating. Mm. He's not having an orgasm. He just has fluid come out that's not urine. Mm. And I'm going to postulate. It's not even fully semen. It's prostatic Prostatic fluid. fluid. Now, uh, actual semen is sort of a mixture of um, seminal fluid, prostatic fluid, and sperm and cells. And sperm cells only about 1% to 2% of that. So it's mostly prostatic fluid and seminal fluid, uh, or fluid from the seminal vesicles. And, um, you know, they kind of mix together sort of like, did you ever have one of those um, uh, epoxy resin glue things where you, it's got a, a long nozzle on it and then the, um, the resin mixes mm-hmm. in the, inside the long nozzle because right. there's like a spiral thing. That's kind of what semen and, and prostatic fluid do. They get mixed together and mushed together to make one fluid. Mm-hmm. That um, it becomes semen, and then it's got seminogelin in it, which will cause it to gel once it hits the inside of the, uh, uh, the, the you know, the vagina, and hopefully gets close to the cervix. So it'll just sit there, and the sperm cells can can do their little job of swimming around. 
trying to uh, find an egg. We sometimes forget that intercourse was actually invented so that we could further the species. I think the majority of intercourse that happens in this world has nothing to do with trying to, you know, make a child. But anyway, uh, so just so that we remember, that's what what it's there for. Um, So I think what's going on is he's having prostatic congestion. And there is a single study, there's a phase four clinical study of FDA data that talks to this. It says enlarged prostate is found among people who take Adderall, especially for people who are ding, 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 50 to 59 years old and have been taking the drug for two to five years. That's this guy. Yeah. Uh, And so they analyzed which people take Adderall and have enlarged prostate. And uh, they looked at 42,811 people who have side effects when taking Adderall. And, um, uh, you know, anyway, phase four trials look at post post release data so okay. post marketing data so uh yeah so i think what's going on is he has an enlarged boggy prostate that has lots of prostatic fluid in it and i'm going to bet that if he has a giant just normal american <laughs> turd that passes through the rectum because remember the front part of the rectum is the back part of the prostate uh, that he will also have fluid come out of the end of his uh, urethra as well and uh, so that's most likely what this is he needs to either jack off more have more intercourse or if it that doesn't fix it uh, have uh, pri- his primary care or urologist feel up there and see if they can feel a big giant boggy prostate and when they do that, they should express some fluid out from there. They should hand him a slide or a, a Petri dish and, you know, press down on the prostate. You go up far up to the right and, and sort of drag toward the rectum, go to the left, drag toward the rectum, then go in the middle. And, and you know, you crook your finger and drag down toward the rectum. When you do that last one, and you should express fluid out of the uh, prostate in through hydrodynamics goes through the urethra and out to the outside world. Then you can look at it under the microscope and just make sure it's not infected. He could have prostate, chronic prostatitis too. It's got nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. All right, Is that a deal? Anybody have anything on that? No. Nope. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Very good. You know, Dr. Steve, I was listening to an episode like the other day. I think it was on Sirius XM, but I'm not sure. Maybe it was on the YouTube's. I don't know. But you had this fucking hot chick on. She was like a cooter doctor. And she was talking about all the nicknames she gives her box. And she was like, my Pecker Puckman's place and my my twat and my... Was that was that Shanda? Anyway, I don't know who he's talking about. <laughs> I don't Split. remember. I like, oh, my God, that chick was so hot. And uh, <laughs> I accidentally rubbed one off 17 times. Oh, I think he's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, you're right. It's the first person. Because I don't remember anybody giving multiple names to. We have done that, though. That was a long time ago, though. When you and I think Sarah and Wendy and Julie were here, we did a woman show, and I asked you what your favorite um, word for it's, vagina that's was. That's been 10 years ago, I know. Steve. Well, I mean, these things are still out there. Great. And uh, I asked I asked you guys what you think of slit. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, I do remember that. And they were not fans of that one. So, but uh, well, what do you say to that? I don't know. 
Um, Vertical smile. That's a good one. No, I'm talking about <laughs> what he said. Um, yeah. yeah. Have so, you seen that? Uh, congratulations. The yeah, the first time. Well, congratulations to us because it's the first time that I know of that anyone's ever admitted to beating off listening to our show. I don't know if that deserves a congratulation. Yeah, accidentally 17 times, I think is what he said. Yeah, yeah. I think he's full of shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm calling bullshit no, I'm on ca- that one. I'm with Tace. I'm, I'm, I'm and I think we deserve BS. a bell for that. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you guys a bell for that, just for generating or causing someone to beat off. Give thyself a bell. No, yes. we're calling it bullshit. <laughs> oh, okay. But have you ever heard the song Camel Toe? No. Okay, you should listen to it. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I will. It's probably copyrighted. If we play it, we'll get a damn Another strike. strike. Yeah. yeah, well, there's like 87 million names of vaginas in that song. Oh, is that what and it they is? they are okay. all very rude. Okay, uh, I'm sure they are. But they're hilarious. <laughs> oh, my. All right, so the song Camel Toe by who? Mm. We could read the lyrics. Dysmorphic Head. That's Scott's favorite. <laughs> Camel toe <laughs> lyrics. I can I can well, read the cool. lyrics. Okay. Do we need? Oh, to? that's Bob and Tom. Oh, oh Bob and oh, Tom. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Bob and Tom. Okay, yeah, when yeah. you're on the beach and your bikini's soaking wet, I see a fuzzy silhouette. Is that the one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we used to love Bob and Tom. Your biscuit, your beavage. I see your cooter cleavage. <laughs> your monkey, your muffin. You ain't hiding nothing. Your coochie, your flapper, you're showing off your snapper. <laughs> oh, it's so, God. It's so hilarious, though. Merci, madame. Voila, le bearded clam. <laughs> <laughs> they went a long way to get that to rhyme. I could really go for a sideways sloppy Joe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, here they go. They're listing some more. Your labia. There you go. Your vulva. Oh, oh, you know I love you. Your Edna vagina, nothing could be finer. <laughs> Your Edna. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> you got a nice-looking Edna there, Myrtle. Oh, my. It's furry, it's fluffy, looking kind of puffy. Okay, it's blah. It looks See, like a big taco. <laughs> yeah, Colin says he thinks it's to a Beach Boys melody. Which, it oh, is. Yeah. Is it really? It Your biscuit. Is. Your beavage. I see your cooter cleavage. Correct. Your monkey. Oh, yes. how funny. It yeah, is. Okay. Yeah, Honestly, go. it's amazing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Kokomo. Yeah, Kokomo. Yeah, that's it. I could not <laughs> think of that song. I was like, it goes to the tune of something, and it's that's hilarious. Hilarious. It's but hilarious. I'm also a crude individual, so I find no, it hilarious. I, Bob and, we used to love Bob and Tom. <laughs> yeah, and then they yeah. got taken off the air. Yeah, and then they started playing in music our area. And that was the end of that. All right, here's a good one. Hello, folks. <laughs> oh. Hey, look, it's Doctor Steve texting me. Holy cow! Oh. Anyway. Got a quick question for you. Let's talk about DNA. Okay. And hypothetical. And that's the only thing I can phrase it as is hypothetical. Let's say some young lady had to have a blood transfusion because of a motor vehicle accident, surgery, whatever. Yep. And she took, you know, three units of a blood transfusion. As long as, you know, prop and kind match. Okay. But is there DNA involved from the donor of that blood? What if the donor had a chance in their DNA marker of, let's say, cerebral palsy yeah. in their family yeah. history. Well, cerebral palsy, or not genetic. Lupus, but or something such as that. Will the donor now have a chance of becoming no. 
are having that gene interact with their system. No. So here's the thing. Uh, red blood cells don't have DNA, first off. But you can't just get only red blood cells when you do a transfusion. So uh, it won't alter your DNA. But in most people, for a little bit, you can detect very small amounts of the donor's DNA in your blood. So if you are a woman and you got blood transfusion from a dude, mm. you could uh, pick up um, you know, uh, the Y chromosome for a little while. And, but it doesn't stay in your system very long. And on genetic tests, you can tell that it's foreign because it's such a minuscule presence. But it is there for a little bit. You can't help. You can't. There's nothing you can do to prevent it. But if you could only somehow transfuse red blood cells by themselves, then you could do it. But you're going to get some white blood cells and you just can get some other cells in there that carry some DNA and you'll be able to detect it. It does not become part of your genome. There's no mechanism for that to happen. Which is a little, <clears throat> a little different than if you get a transplanted organ, which you might pick up some That's of right. the some of the characteristics of the donor. Well, again, yeah, I mean, you will show markers for that donor. But haven't you seen like people that get heart transplants or or lung transplants? Maybe they they take up the donor's desire for. Food or smoking, no. or you've never seen that? No. Oh, dude. okay. I'll find it. I'll you find watching it. too much TLC? Uh, no, this is hey, this is this is this is voodoo medicine. This is what I'm good. At. Voodoo <laughs> medicine. Yeah, I'm not. I just, I just want to know if you could get a blood transfusion and then go like commit a crime and leave the blood. And then it'd be somebody else's. There have been people who are chimeras. That's terrible idea. <laughs> Don't do it. There are chimeras where they have two. Ideas today. <laughs> people will have two different sets of DNA in their body. They're called chimeras, and uh, every once in a while they can commit a crime and they end up blaming it on somebody else. Hmm. It's usually a family member that has the other DNA. So they could be a fraternal twin that absorbed a. Uh, I'm, absorbed an identical twin or some shit and you, they were going to be triplets but they were born twins and one of them's a chimera and they can they can get in trouble and blame the other one some shit like that it's Fine. i've i've heard of this it's extremely extremely rare and obviously i'm just talking out of my ass scott will you write a note that we need to research that so i can say it properly next time research what chimera <laughs> I was reading about the, I know about when this, you when, when you do, take his spell away when you, when you do your notes <laughs> that's that's uncalled for that's uncalled for no just I un, mean, when, I you're, have when you're sending your notes one, just say so. research chimera chimera gotcha I'm sorry I'm but I really was looking up something all right what were you looking up well, well, looking up if you can get a lung transplant and want to eat with a heart transplant a heart transplant person it has been shown. That can have changes in preferences, alterations in temperament, and identity and memories of the donor's life. Get the fuck out of here. PubMed. Suck it. No, I don't care if it's on PubMed. Well, you told me PubMed's the only thing I can use because it's the only reliable source. No, no, no. It is reliable, but they still have bad studies. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, what are you looking at? I want to look at this fucking thing. Heart transplant. Uh, uh, okay, here you go. What did you search? It's, it's 317. No, uh, just tell me. Oh, okay. Heart transplant, and what did you search? Um, heart transplant and donor personality. Donor personality. Something like that. Okay, because... Okay. 
Um, hey, I can't help with if I'm right occasionally. I don't see it. No. I, <laughs> what, was I, what am I writing? I don't about? see anything about oh, no. heart transplant. Read, oh. read the article. I mean, read the abstract. Personality changes following heart transplantation. The role of cellular memory. Okay. It sounds, right. it sounds real. Okay. <laughs> it's not how memories are are encoded, though. But memories are encoded in, in energetic things like water. No, fuck. Water carries. Just look at the homeopathic okay, remedies. This, oh, yeah. this is un, okay. This is in a journal called Medical Hypotheses. Well, there you go. Meaning they just make up shit. Well, it means you, everything starts with a hypothesis, yes, correct? Co- that's correct. There you go. Okay. Have I proven it? Um. Well, okay. Hang on. No, 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 no. This is just um, trans epigenetic memory, DNA memory, RNA memory, and protein memory. All right, I'm. I'll do some research on this for next. Okay. Now, listen. Here's how you could. How would we design a study to do this? You would have to completely blind everyone from any characteristics of the donor. And the donee, basically, you know, the recipient. And then you would develop a, uh, an instrument okay. that would say, hey, is this changed? Is this changed? And, of course, that's going to bias them anyway. So uh, you have to say, you know, after your, after your surgery, have you uh, noticed um, any changes in your likes or whatever. And then you would have to have gotten that from the donor as well. And then you compare the donor see, family at least. Yeah. And see if like there's that. statistically significant difference, because I think that the um, rejection drugs and all of the processes that go through and, you know, you're stopping people's heart and they lose blood flow to the brain for a little bit mm-hmm. and all kinds of things happen. How could uh, you prove it's directly related to the heart? Well, you, you wouldn't, but you could show a correlation that there. Yes, this person hated onions. This one loved them. Now, all of a sudden they love onions. Mm-hmm. But you would have to do it multiple times and show a statistically significant, uh, you know, uh, correlation. Because I think that the process itself changes people's brains in subtle ways. Well, that we know that for a fact. Because yeah. what a hundred percent of people that have um, a cardiac events, specifically open heart transplants, have, are, are depressed. But what they're saying is, mm-hmm. this is not this. This is something totally different. This is picking up somebody's energy. Well, that's what in they're a different uh, way. Their right? energy. Now, hey, listen, it's the, it's. It, it, I'm you're okay the Star with Star Wars that. guy. You were talking about energy, and, but what? I'm tell, it's imprinted. It's imprinted <laughs> in their cells. I'm telling you, man. This well, is epigenetics real. could be real, a thing. Man. It could be an epigenetic thing. Sure. Epigenetics are. Uh, it has to do with proteins that turn certain genes on and off. The right. genes remain the same, but the proteins can uh, turn them on and off. And if this person has uh, epigenetic uh, proteins in the heart that then are transferred to other parts of the body. But, you know, preferences and these kinds of things are encoded in the brain. They're not encoded in other proteins. So these mm. things that have to cross, it's, come on. No, I don't, no I'm not buying it. I'm I not mean, not it. to bring up a sore subject, but well, COVID you, completely changed my taste buds. Yeah, sure. So I just don't understand how a heart could. Well, uh, because we can't understand it doesn't mean it's not true, but there are studies really? that we could do. And yes, okay. <laughs> but uh, there are studies that we could do to see if there's a correlation. The thing is, is that what Scott's talking about, he has sort of the ancient Greek idea of what consciousness is, is that it's it's kept in the, in the chest somewhere. The ancient Greeks yes. thought that they thought in their chest. 
and um, or some of them did. And we now know that we think in our brains, but that can be affected the way we think can be affected by things outside the brain. No question about yes. that. Like your penis. Testosterone and stuff like that. Exactly. Other things exactly. like that. Yeah. I definitely think by my penis. I mean, we'll have to finish this thing. Okay, we're going to do more research on this, by God. We'll figure it out. Well, And, Scott, look, it's we don't know everything, obviously. So uh, you were talking earlier about some uh, droplets of water thing where yeah. monks – tell us that story. So we, they did a study where under microscopy, under electron micro, uh, an electron microscope, mm-hmm. they had droplets of water. And, and they just had some Buddhist monks go in and, and pray or meditate over a couple of these droplets of water. Uh-huh. And actually changed under the um, electron changed microscope. What? what changed the structure of the, of the, uh, the droplets of water? It actually cha- they actually changed the structure them and move them. Okay, so the, it changed the shape of the droplets shape, of water. Yeah. So what did they um, then have? Just an Elvis impersonator come in and see if they could change it as well without knowing what they were doing. Oh, I think the control was just there was nobody did anything to the other water droplets. No, you have to have another person because mm-hmm. you know were the monks were they chanting nam myoho renge kyo or something like that over nom, the nom. if they were making noise yeah. then you have to have somebody else in there making noise Vibrating. that's not yep. you know yeah it was a, it's a pretty cool movie it's called what the blank do we know okay what yeah the no there's all kinds of shit we don't know there's no question about that was that also dr emoto i think so okay he's the one with the rice experiment so what's the rice similar. experiment yeah um, a friend of mine actually told me to try this. Um, well, it was my brother, whatever. He really <laughs> loves Chinese medicine and all kinds of stuff. So I told him he should talk to you. But the rice experiment, you get three jars and put rice in them. Okay. And put them Dry in, rice? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And put them in different places in your home. Okay. And one jar you do nothing with. You ignore it. One jar you love for five minutes, like. Whatever, oh, I, I guess you. just tell mm. it you love it or not really. You're just, hot. You're hot. Well, okay, this is taking a turn again. Yes. Um, yes. But just like something <laughs> that you love, just talking about it, I guess, near okay. that jar. And then hate is in another room in the house. And okay. so you release your hate for five minutes. Okay. And you do that. I want to say he told me for 30 days. I was trying to find my, I just have brief notes. My and brother was sealing, talking about so You're many sealing things. the jars. The mm-hmm. jars are sealed. And... After 30 days, they change, kind of like you were mm-hmm. talking about with the water molecules. Like mm-hmm. the one you ignore, I, I don't want to tell you wrong. I don't I don't know what they did. I would have to find the article. Well, this but, would be a real easy t- test for us to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I plan on doing it. So maybe you all should do it Letting too. out your, hate, your anger. I'm yes. going to just hate the hate. shit out of that one jar. Yes. <laughs> I have a lot of hate right now. <laughs> 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 love. I love my new puppy, so I can do that. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll try to find the article. So what changes and tell you, are you do you see? Basically, if I can remember correctly, because again, I I don't have the article in front of me, but um, the one that you loved did did positive things. I, I don't know like what? what like. I don't know the answer okay. to this. I'd have okay, to bring okay, up the okay. article. I'm trying to just remember this conversation. Maybe the with one my brother, that was ignored kind of dries out and withers. And the I, one, maybe yeah, um, I'm trying to find it again. My brother, sprouts, when he gets yeah. on tangents, he just goes and goes and goes. And I just try to remember bits and pieces that kind of triggered my interest. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so it says here, Emoto's original experiment, he found the rice that he spoke kind words to remained mostly white, while the rice that he spoke negatively to turned moldy, providing physical evidence of the power of positivity. Okay, now, uh, and uh, again, um, I'd want three perfectly sterilized jars. Uh, the rice handled the same, and then well, this then get ha- th- it ready for us. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, and then this has to be reproducible. Mm-hmm. When you do a study, other people have to be able to reproduce it. Mm-hmm. You know, but no, I I think we don't need fucking rice to tell us that being positive <laughs> is a good thing. Particularly when it's they're talking about it. You know, well, this I mean, is proof that you should be positive to your kids. We have other proof that says we should speak positively to our kids. We don't need magic tricks to do that, do we? Sometimes you do. Okay. When you're in a really dark place, it's really nice to have something simple Especially to just rice, prove. You can be nice to or be that book, to. The Power of Positive Thinking, is something worth reading. Maybe. Oh, Oh, am I too negative for you all? (laughs) No, it's a great book, though. I mean, when when things get, I've read it a couple of times. It's um, and it's an easy, super easy read, and it just. Who wrote that book, Steve? What's it called? Power of Positive Thinking. Uh, Okay, Scott, I have the I have the water thing, and what you said was kind of true. Uh, the Emoto separated water into a hundred petri dishes and assigned each dish a fate, good or bad. The good water was blessed or praised for being wonderful. Uh, you know, one day you shall be a water slide. I don't know if, if if water wants to be a water slide. I don't think maybe that's maybe they're like, oh fuck, we're gonna be a water slide. People's filthy asses on us. Yay, anyway, splash country. Uh, the bad water was scolded. <laughs> Each petri dish was f- frozen allegedly under si- allegedly under similar conditions, and lo and behold, when the frozen water was viewed under a microscope, the water which had been praised and valued had rearranged itself into beautiful crystalline structures. The bad water was as ugly as ice crystals can get, um, showing lack of symmetry and more overall jaggedness. So, um, but that's also biased. What if you thought the ugly ones were pretty? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the maybe the crystal ones were were water molecules committing suicide because this idiot was talking to them like the children. So um, <laughs> he's not an idiot, damn. No, I'm just saying that. No, I'm not oh saying he's an idiot. God. I'm not saying he's that. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying they the water is saying that because somebody's talking to them, you know, like ooh. Well, how do you water 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 has energy, right? Yeah, but maybe if you took your lavender, it would already be flowering. Water has energy, right? Because that's that's why you have to wipe yourself off after taking a shower because it sticks to you. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's electrical, right? Oh my God! Well, isn't it? Oh my God! I can't. Yes, yes. This there, water water has a dipole moment. That is uh, that is true because it's hydrogen and two oxygen, and it has a a slight dipole moment. Right. That's what you're asking. Because if it didn't, and you took a shower, you didn't have to have a towel. Everything. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Just run right off. Everything. uh, has uh, is has energy that exists in this universe. That is absolutely true. E equals mc squared, right? So that is the the equivalence of mass and energy when uh, mass is at rest. 
And uh, so, so yes, everything has energy, but so what? Doesn't mean that it has feelings. Depending on how you define feelings. Okay, this has been this this study has been reproduced multiple times. And when I say reproduce, they've tried to do the study, and they can't reproduce the yeah. findings. Yeah. It says here, uh, Dr. Amoto's assertion that intention can affect soppy rice doesn't hold water. Uh, you know, that was not reproducible. So anyway. Maybe so. they had some sourpuss doctor trying to <laughs> yeah. change the sourpuss doctor. <laughs> no, the, trying to get good energy skeptic, to the rice. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm going to act like I'm giving you positive feedback, but I'm not going to so, do it. Yeah. This is all faith based and it's fine. You can you can believe whatever you want, but science just doesn't you know work on faith based uh, um uh, statements. Well, some science does. Some of the shit that we went through for the last two years was touted to be science, but was indeed faith-based. So, you know, but yeah, we could do the study. I'm I'm interested in doing it. Fuck, I'm interested in anything. I've had things in my life that have happened that I can't explain. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we can't explain consciousness. Mm-hmm. A consciousness can explain all kinds of things, but it can't explain itself. Which does means it doesn't exist. No, no, it it, it, it means something much, much deeper than that. Take, we can't understand it. Hold out your right finger and point it out away from you. Okay, now touch the tip of your right finger with the tip of your right finger. That is an experience you will never have. You cannot have that experience. Mm-hmm. You can touch it with other things, but that's, an, you know, you think about it, there's all kinds of ways that we are constrained mm-hmm. and we don't even realize it unless, unless and you may say, well, that's trivial, but think about it. It's actually sort of profound mm-hmm. that there are experiences that we cannot have even though we're here in this world and not just crazy transcendental experiences, very mundane experiences. So. That's old Alan Watts thing. I mean, I'm a huge Alan Watts fan. I'm a fan of Zen Buddhism and metaphysics, but I'm also interested in not bullshitting people by thinking that you can, that rice has feelings. But anyway, we'll see. We'll just by God do it and we'll by God see. And then we'll cook the rice and but see if rice, it tastes different. But rice being a vegetable was a living thing, right? So it's got to have energy. It's got to have. Okay, well, the rice, rice white rice is just basically the starch left uh, that was the food for the seed. It's not the actual seed. It's your sugar. Yeah. Yeah, it's energy, baby. (laughs) So? (laughs) It doesn't mean it has feelings. Wrap it up. Let's get out of here. You don't have feelings either. Uh, I don't. I do have feelings. I have very intense feelings. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Uh, thank you uh, to Dr. Scott and Tacey and DNP Carissa. Thanks to everyone who's made this show happen over the years. Listen to our Sirius XM show on the Faction Talk channel, Sirius XM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Uh, go to check out our Patreon. We'll be doing some live streaming from there very soon with open invitations people to just join i think it's going to be fun Uh, go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules podcasts and other crap until next time check your stupid nuts for lumps quit smoking get off your asses and get some exercise we'll see you in one week for the next edition of beard medicine thanks everybody thank you thank you guys
So I, I know you've got a lot going on. But remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.